I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back, fellow optimists. It's Sofia Tapia here again, your host on the Future Positive Podcast, a podcast from XPRIZE that aims to bring you the most future-forward topics from the world's brightest minds. If you're new to Future Positive, in each episode, you'll hear from world leaders, creators, entrepreneurs, innovators, and changemakers who are paving the way for innovation on and off this planet we call home. This week, we let you peer into how the work-life balance is playing out during the pandemic. The past year has had an effect on all our working lives, from remote and home working to disrupted shifts, and for many unfortunate people, unemployment. Later on in the episode, journalist and writer Amelia Abraham interviews our Chief Prize Operations Officer here at XPRIZE, Shonda Gonzalez-Moore. Their conversation explores the post-COVID impact on work and how technology has the capacity to impact our working lives for the better in the future. So sit tight, forward all calls, and get ready for takeoff. Over to my amazing colleagues. So I think we can summarize the way I feel about working remotely as love-hate. Definitely things that I love about it and things that I absolutely hate about it, like being away from real human interaction. But I definitely think that going forward... I don't see the world going back to any sort of nine to five, five days a week in the office situation. I really, really, really do think that we'll have the ability to work remotely uh, for more days of the week at least. But on the other hand, I do think that in-person connection will never be fully removed because I've just seen like how much we're craving that and how much those actual like human interactions matter in real life. I'd say that over the last year, I've grown to appreciate the balance of working remotely. Not only do I get to save an hour and a half every day sitting in LA traffic to and from work, but I've been able to find a way to stay connected with colleagues through virtual happy hours, coffee chats, and now even some socially distant meetups. The biggest challenge I still face is the separation of work and home life. The other day I was texting an out-of-state friend and they asked me how my neighborhood was in terms of walkability, etc. Without even thinking, I texted back, I work in a very hilly neighborhood that's very residential. In that moment, my home was my office, and that's the balance I still need to work on a little bit. Initially, everything was hard. I started working at XPRIZE a week before we went into Safer at Home orders, And so I had only been in the office for five days prior to lockdown. I had not met very many of the colleagues. And so forming those relationships that were um, personal outside of the professional was really difficult for me, um, especially since it seemed like every meeting was really focused on the work in front of us and not cultivating relationships. My experiences of working remotely are really positive. 
think it's been really beneficial for my relationship with my girlfriend. We're both very career driven, want to be as successful as possible. And pre-COVID, that would mean a lot of late nights at the offices. And now we're still working just as late as we always did, maybe even later. But we're able to spend more time together throughout the day because of working remotely. And we get to buy some bonus time, as we call it. Having a few seconds to have lunch together, walk our dogs. So I'm a big fan of working remotely. And I think it's, it's an overall positive my experience working remotely was initially incredibly frantic. It was exhausting and overwhelming. And my house was full of three kids and a husband, all of us on Zoom, and uh, three meals a day, and snacks and breaks and uh, chaos and exhaustion. <laughs> it was difficult. I've realized I'm actually more productive working from home uh, there are less distractions, um, less people coming by, um, having conversations with you um, in the office. I get more done working from home. I also live alone, so there's less distractions. It has really simplified the number of decisions that I have to make every day. So outfits, those have been on repeat. No one can tell. Yeah, like I said, time to get ready, cut short, no time in a car. Um, so those are all amazing, wonderful things, but on the flip side, the thing called work-life balance, where you actually leave work and then you have life after, <laughs> has not really been a thing for the last year, so it kind of melds into one. I have found working during COVID hard, period. It's really difficult to establish boundaries between your personal life and working life when you're working from home, especially when you have your little office set up and you're... Slack starts beeping and your Outlook emails start coming in. And part of it also working during COVID meant there was a lot of there was a lot of trials, a lot of fear, people fighting for their jobs, working for their jobs to make sure they didn't lose whatever opportunity they had. And so that maybe meant putting putting more work in overtime and sacrificing that that work life balance. And that just can't be good overall for our productivity. You need that time off to actually be better at your job. And last year, that time off has been difficult to come by. When you're working from home, um, it's hard to separate your work life and your home life because home is work and work is home. So sometimes I would work uh, because honestly, there was nothing else to do because we were under lockdown, um, quarantining, etc. Hi Shanda, thank you for being here today. Um, I wondered if you could start please by introducing yourself and telling us a bit more about what you do at XPRIZE. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me today. Um, my name is Shonda Gonzalez-Mauer and I'm the Chief Prize Operating Officer at the XPRIZE Foundation. That basically means that I run the prize operations department and we have many prizes um, that we've run over over the years, I've, I've been at XPRIZE for quite a while. I think I'm embarking on my 12th, 12th year and uh, I think almost up to maybe 17 prizes um, I've experienced at XPRIZE. It's, it's an amazing job and I wouldn't trade it in for anything. Amazing, thank you. So we are here today to speak about a specific prize, 
Um, but we're also talking about the wider moment we're in. So we're here to talk about the rapid reskilling prize and how that relates to the workplace at the moment more broadly. We're in a, obviously, we've experienced a big dramatic moment of change and the pandemic has changed our working lives in ways that we, we might never have seen coming or considered. But perhaps later on in the conversation, we can look at whether there might be some positives attached to that, whether it could have changed our working lives for the better. Um, to start with, though, would you mind explaining rapid reskilling for anyone who doesn't know what that prize is and how it relates to some of the problems regarding the labour force before the pandemic? Yeah, definitely. So the XPRIZE Rapid Reskilling Competition, it's a $5 million prize sponsored by an agency called New Profit. It's going to last for 30 months. We're already in, um, we've already been in this for about eight months. So we, we started it, you know, a little bit after the pandemic had started. And what we do is the, the competition was designed to incentivize teams um, from all over the world to develop and demonstrate rapid training and and rapid reskilling solutions to individuals that were really vulnerable and had employment loss because of you know the pandemic and because of of covid um to get a little bit into the weeds with this you know the the long term benefit is that we're hoping that the solutions that are going to be developed in the competition competition will basically reduce training time um we're hoping by at least 50% for occupations what does that mean <laughs> you know in in layman's terms it it means that we're hoping the solutions using ai technology avatar um, training mechanisms, there's, there's all kinds of different solutions right now, will just really help train up displaced workers at a faster pace. And that hopefully in 90 days or less, that job retention um, will increase. So we're, we're hoping there'll be more jobs and that those employees as part of those jobs will be trained faster. That's perfect, thank you. So really the prize is addressing a problem that was there pre-pandemic in the sense of a widening skills gap or um, industries changing and individuals needing a better understanding of technology um, in order to find work placement. And then that's been accelerated by the pandemic, is that correct? Yes, that's exactly what we're hoping for. And to jump a little bit more into how you think COVID has changed the landscape of work, what are some of the key ways? We, we mean, we see a lot of headlines about this, but I wondered if you could go into more detail for us. I mean, I think it really depends on when you ask this person this question, right? So I think the answer can vary. You know, the an my answer would have probably very much varied if you asked me this a year ago. But, um, you know, when, when COVID first happened, we all know that, you know, service industry was really impacted by this, entertainment, travel, uh, art, manufacturing, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people lost their jobs or they were put on, on furloughs. Um, now, you know, what we are seeing in, in the world, and especially here in the United States, is that businesses are slowly reopening and a lot of those jobs are slowly coming back. So that we're hopeful about that. We're excited to see that. I think on the other side, there's been a huge demand for other industries, obviously in, in healthcare, 
um, store clerks, uh, shipping, uh, software developers, um, and even truck drivers as an example. And it was, it was strange this morning when I knew I was coming on to the, coming on to this podcast, I was thinking, okay, what have been some of the other changes, you know, that I could think about? And, and I was reading a story about how there's going to be increases in gas <laughs> and this is going to affect our travel over the summer. And I was thinking, really, there's a gas shortage. And, and what I was further on reading was that, no, there's not a gas shortage, but there's a shortage in truck driving haulers these truck drivers haven't been trained fast enough. And so um, as we're predicting, you know, more usage of of gasoline or or petrol, um, because people will hopefully be traveling more over the summer, there's just not enough workers to get the gas to the actual gas station. So, you know, I I think that's that's one way it, it, you know, some examples of the way the landscape has, has changed. Um, And I think, I think just kind of bottom line, I think this shows us that, you know, in general, COVID has taught us that, you know, some jobs have lost their relevance. In some ways, there's more of a demand. I think on a human level, we as as a society are, are rethinking and reimagining, you know, what work means from a, a physical and emotional in a mental way and where there's areas for improvement and where we really just need to change things. Right. And I wondered personally, how has the pandemic changed your working life? Well, how long do you have? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could go on and on about this. I mean, it's, it's affected my life in, in a lot of ways. And I'll, I'll break it down from a couple different perspectives. So from a work perspective, Ironically, um, I've actually found that that I'm way more productive. I, I don't know if that's necessarily good, but I, I take wo- way more meetings than I used to because, you know, we can we can zoom in. I actually see for an X prize. I mean, it's not it's not just us that work on prizes or operating prizes, but there's a lot of other departments that that help support an X prize, right? And everything from legal to finance to marketing, you know, IT, etc. And I've actually found that I work across departments way better because we have this we have this access to technology using Zoom or Google Meets, you know, et cetera. So we're seeing each other more, which is good. I like being able to have kind of those, the time to have those in-depth conversations with, with everyone that works across the foundation. And I think we're able to do that because we're not traveling, we're not on the road, we're not going to conferences, things like that. So we're, you know, we're all sitting at our desks at home talking to one another, which I think creates more conversation and and dialogue and there is more productivity on a kind of a physical impact side and I'm probably telling too much information but in the last year I've lost 30 pounds it's I haven't increased the COVID-15 um but I think it's because I've been able to make more of a physical you know effort and think about my well-being and I can take a little I can get up from my chair and I can go take a walk in the the neighborhood and I'm I'm not in the office being um, tempted by that cookie or that that cliff bar so so that's been kind of you know good for me on a on a physical yeah. on a physical impact um, 
and remember I said I could go on and on about this, but I'll I'll try to just say, you know, one more thing. I'm I'm also a full-time mom and in you know, that's that's like the highlight of of my life. Um but a year ago I became, you know, I've always been a full-time mom, but I also became this full-time teacher to my daughter and then also this worker at X Prize, and it was hard. I I have I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat things. For the first eight months, I was you know it was very emotionally and physically draining on me. But I do think that as we're kind of coming out of this pandemic, I've actually been able to find that good work balance. Hence, take the walk in the neighborhood, you know things like that. So, so all in all, for me personally, I think it's been good. I do, I do miss, you know, laughing in the hallway with, with co-workers. Um, I miss having a, a happy hour after work, like actually at a physical location. I don't zoom, zoom happy hours. Don't, don't just do it for me. But, um, yeah, I think there's, you know, personally there's positives and there's negatives, but I do think the positives have, have outweighed things just more for me personally in terms of work-life balance. Great, thank you. Yeah, you seem to have found a lot of positives, which is which is brilliant. Um, and speaking in the wider sense, do you think there could be positives for society? Maybe that's to do with re- remote working, or or just this being a stop and pause moment or a reset, an opportunity to think about how we can improve the working system. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking at this through one lens, right? I'm looking at this as being in my 40s, being a working mother, working full time, you know, things like that. I I do think there's a greater appreciation in society for the work that that mothers do and and there's co- active conversations now happen, happening around that, right? So th- I think that's been really good not only for Americans but, you know, for the world that that discussion is happening. I do think it is teaching people that work-life balance is important. I think people are thinking about, you know, are there different ways that we can that we can work? Is the nine to five job and I live in California and it's, you know, there was two hours of commuting. So it's like, is the nine to five job the right thing? You add on two hours of commuting you know, that that's a lot for a work day. I think there's ways to be more productive at work. And I think employers are really recognizing this, that they've gained a lot in the last year by allowing their staff to work from home. But I also think that, you know, employers are probably thinking, you know, they also want to see people. So, yeah, I, I think there's more positives that have come out of this. I, I think at XPRIZE, we, we're on this mantra. We, we believe in a hopeful future, so we do look at things from a positive perspective. But it, it's always going to be a balance and, and, and so on. Right, and I think also it's important to remember, isn't it, that not everybody can remote work. I wondered if you could just say a little bit about that, because a lot of the people that are benefiting from rapid reskilling are perhaps groups of people that aren't able to uh, remote work. Not everyone is is in a kind of situation that I'm in. And and that's the very reason for why we we um, introduced the Rapid Reskilling Prize. I mean, I think what this pandemic has taught me is, is really to have a sense of appreciation for 
all of the jobs that I, you know, those examples that I listed earlier below and above in our discussion, having an appreciation, saying thank you, um, having an understanding that when nurses or teachers or the worker at a, a factory or a plant is, 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 is saying, I don't get paid enough. Um, I think we need to be able to, to listen. And obviously there's ways that we can, I think, have direct change in that by going to voting polls and, <laughs> and doing things like that. But, but also being a good citizen and helping support those that are in those workforce areas and encouraging that, that we are having training programs out there that can, can help assist those workers in those, in those kinds of fields. Yeah, because right now we're kind of experiencing what, what is called by some people Industry 4.0 or the fourth industrial revolution, which refers to the digitization of jobs, uh, specifically improved robotics and uh, machine learning taking over jobs. And we see headlines like a recent, well, last year, a headline in Time magazine, machines and AI are taking over jobs lost to coronavirus. Could you just explain a little bit the link between rapid reskilling and uh, what we might call Industry 4.0 for us? Yeah, so you're right. There's a lot of articles out there that I think um, will say is AI replacing the worker. But there's also a lot of articles out there that that say AI is helping society. So I'm going to reference... I'm going to counter that and reference something against the the Time article. Um, the World Economic Forum last year um, predicted that, yes, because of AI and exponential technology, um, 75 million jobs will disappear. But by 2025, 133 million new jobs will be created. And so I'm, I'm referencing this because it really is about reskilling people and not replacing them. And I think projects like the XPRIZE Rapid Reskilling Competition is, is doing that very thing. I think positions are going to be constantly evolving in industry. Um, you know, there was a, a, a day not too, not too long ago where we were really like this paper pushing uh, society. I, I remember being in, in college and, you know, email was just like barely being used at that time. And now that's, you know, that's all that we do. And we're very accepting of it and in forms of, you know, that's how we communicate. And so there's been that level of acceptance. And I think eventually there'll be an acceptance of, of having kind of this AI driven, um, this AI driven world. But again, you know, going back to the rapid reskilling, I think we need, we need to embrace new skill sets, we need to train up, we need to have an understanding, understanding that technology isn't going away and accept the technology for good and and use that technology to make better business decisions to analyze how customer service is being operated and to and to use that those kinds of means then to help that worker so again overemphasizing that that we're not uh, we're not replacing people but but reskilling them i think is what is is most most you know, needed to have 
efficiencies in workplace, but also have positive work environments and, and make sure that um, people are, are uh, their skill sets are being used in the right ways. Totally. So is the idea that this prize will lead to technology that will actually be used in job centres across America? Or what's the, what's the ultimate goal? Yeah, I mean, the, the end goal is that there'll be a, you know, when we create X prizes, there are only a few winners. I mean, that's, that's true for all of our X prizes. But the, the secret in all of it, it is, isn't just about that one winning solution. It's about all of the solutions, the varied solutions that'll come out of these prizes and either create a new industry or and or have great impact, right? And so what we're hoping is that many solutions will be created so that people will be trained faster or not necessarily even just faster, but that people will um, have different opportunities because they can be at home and they can be trained in a field that they might have never thought that they would, you know, be considered in and, you know, necessarily not have to go to a four-year university or a really intense training program that we can use these kind of technologies where you're you're training at home and, and 90 days later, you, you can, you're employable. So um, it's going to be really, really exciting to see what happens. Yes, right after the competition is over, but then what happens two, three, four, you know, 10 years from now to see, you know, how this, these training capabilities will work. So, and if we went even further into the future to 2050, what does an equitable working landscape look like? Wow, that's that's a great question. I mean, I think what we need to do now is we need to listen to workers, right? So we need to listen, you know, around what their physical, emotional, social, there's a lot of needs, right? And employers, I think, have, have, have learned that through this pandemic. So so one, I would I would emphasize now listening. I think um, we also need to be very data driven. I think we need to look at data and we need to use data to make those kinds of decisions that will then eventually impact how we will be as a society, you know, in 2050. And then we need to plan for that. So if anything, COVID has taught for us is that we had not planned for a pandemic. So, so again, I think we, we, we will come out of this and we've learned a lot. We need to take that data and then we need to plan then for, for the next 10, 20, 30 years about, you know, how this working landscape will be. Amazing. Thank you so much, Shonda. Thank you. It's been great talking to you. That was Amelia Abraham in conversation with Shonda Gonzalez-Moore. Before we go, I'll leave you with a few more comments from our XPRIZE staff on the perfect work-life balance with some perspectives on how to attain it. I think for me, a balance of being able to work from home uh, along with a day or two or time together to meet up with people in the office, uh, some sort of balance thereof would be perfect. And it's been really beneficial for my family and uh, I found that I am just as productive if not at times more 
uh, and that I, I really can enjoy it. Uh, I miss everybody's faces, so I do look forward to having the balance, but I really, I really do enjoy having a work from home option. To me, perfect work-life balance means being free and able to do and pursue your hobbies without being stressed and concerned about work when you're actually off hours. Whether it be going for a walk, stepping outside and getting some fresh air, doing some yoga, running to the grocery store and getting those errands done, whatever it is, really being intentional about stepping away from your computer, putting your phone down, avoiding slack, um, whatever it is, just taking that time for yourself so that you're not on the clock working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, it's really important to recharge those batteries and find time for some self-care. Otherwise, what good is it if we're all burnt out and unable to produce work any longer? Knowing you know when to set up your boundaries, um, really try to separate work from your personal life. Even if you are working from home, make sure you stop um, and take time for yourself when needed. Take breaks, go on walks, um, make time for exercise, make time for um, connection with friends as much as you possibly can during this time. Thanks for listening to this Future Positive podcast. If you'd like to support our show, share this episode with fellow futurist friends, and remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple or wherever you get your pods. Your feedback really does help. If you want to know more about XPRIZE Rapid Reskilling, then head over to rapidreskilling.xprize.org to find all the details you need. If you want to know more about XPRIZE Rapid Reskilling, then head over to rapidreskilling.xprize.org to find all the details you need. This podcast comes from XPRIZE, a global future positive movement of over 1 million people in rising, delivering radical breakthroughs for the benefit of humanity. Sign up to join us and support the movement that is making a change in the world 10 times faster. Whether it's lending a hand, a dollar, or an idea, we all have a role to play in making the future a better place. The only way to get the future we want is to create it ourselves. Learn more at xprize.org. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 